Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. This is your host, Tim Birch. And continuing with our uh, Women's History Month, we are uh, having another interview with women in surveying. And I got to tell you, this one, um, this this will be a fun little this interview because I met Megan several weeks ago at uh, the New Jersey uh, conference, and with her and and a whole bunch of her classmates, uh, it was really fascinating to see this this group really come into their own with a, with a lot of fellow professionals. And uh, like I said, we'll we'll get into it here with Megan, but uh, I think you'll you'll see why that. Uh, and, you know, and I, everybody was at, this was from uh, NJIT and I had some, I had an alumni the other, the other night say, yeah, NJIT, just think of MIT, but from New Jersey. <laughs> and so I thought, you know, that's pretty good. So uh, of course I'm here with, with Megan Satur and Megan, why don't you tell us a little bit about who are you, where are you, what you're, what you're studying and how did you get into this, this crazy world of surveying? Uh, yeah, so like many, surveying was not something that I grew up even knowing existed. I went to school for business management in the fashion industry, realized that was a horrible mistake right before I was about to graduate, <laughs> and I had to figure it out really quick. So I ended up working in the title insurance industry for about six or seven years, and there is really where I discovered surveying. I had a boss who taught me how to read them, which we needed to do for title insurance purposes, and I got involved with matching legal descriptions to deed maps, um, things like that, looking for gaps and gores, and uh, one day somebody said to me, hey, you get really excited about surveying. Have you considered changing careers? And I said, no. And then I talked to a couple of surveyors I worked with and uh, here I am. I've been going to school for about two and a half years. I'm hoping to graduate next year. Um, and I, I'm really enjoying being involved in the student chapter of surveying. We have the student NJS PLS over at NJIT. And there's so many things going on over there. We have a lot of good energy and, you know, it, it keeps me young to be honest. <laughs> no, exactly. And that, that is, that, that's what I really picked up on immediately from the alumni night and a few other, uh, just some interactions. It was kind of like, wow, this is a great group of, of students and the faculty that, uh, the, there was a lot to be enthused about. So tell us a little bit about what what's going on at NJIT and uh, what what's being studied. I mean, we can we can talk about a few of the projects and some things, but uh, what what's with the NJIT program that's really made you that much more enthused about surveying? So Dr. Potts really has good vision in terms of what is surveying going to look like in the next 30 to 50 years. And he sees a transition from traditional surveying 
uh, into more technology-based. So the robot we brought to the surf survey convention, you know, it's an autonomous LIDAR robot that drives itself and creates point clouds and all of this really cool stuff. And Dr. Potts sees that integrating into surveying and as technology advances, that precision, precision and accuracy that we need being something we can use to make surveys faster, cheaper, more accurate and more detailed. Um, and kind of evolving the industry really. So what we get access to is those classes. We learn about photogrammetry, we learn about GIS, we learn about um, all sorts of remote sensing. You, you can really take it far. We have a remote sensing minor, which I haven't seen at other programs. Right, and, no. Yeah, and mm. it's really interesting. It's a little bit advanced to be honest with you, but um, if you can get your hands on it, it, it's really interesting. And I really do agree with Dr. Potts that that is the future of the industry. Well, look, we, we do have to have a little shout out to Dr. Laramie Potts, uh, wonderful leader of the of the of the curriculum there at NJIT. And um, yeah, I got to, to talk with him a little bit and said all of his students. I mean, he's kind of a, a, a beloved educator from current and and the alumni. So uh, it's it's great to hear that and hear that passion that uh, that he uh, that he just kind of oozes through the program, which is really, really nice. So. Um, Tell us a little bit. Of, okay, we we talked about you, and in fact, we we do have an upcoming episode talking about the uh, about the the autonomous uh, cell, you know, car, and with the uh, with the lidar and all that the cool sensors on it. What other things have you been been uh, uh, as far as classes and courses taking to that? Like I said, that really just kind of gets your your surveying juices flowing. So something that I took recently that I really enjoyed was route surveying. And I didn't have any expectation. I didn't even really know what it was. But um, another teacher, very good teacher, Professor Frawley, he basically had a business in doing construction work and doing programming for the construction machines to figure out cotton fills kind of autonomously. And, you know, that combined with the foundations of it, you know, all of those art calculations and all that fun stuff, it, it kind of opened my eyes beyond traditional surveying, you know, because where I work right now, it's a very small outfit. And most of our work is standard residential boundary survey, a little token sure. sprinkled in there. And I, after this class, I said, wow. I didn't even realize that there was still work out there for stuff like that. You know, I think about all the roads have already been laid out in New Jersey, right. pretty much across, you know, the United States. Um, but there's so many other applications just to something small like that. And everything is under construction these days, you know, um, something else. I took a GIS and land information systems class last year as well. And we use ArcMap which I don't know if you're familiar with the program. It's, I call it a bear of a program, just like Civil 3D. The capacity for this program is just tremendous. Um, and we learn how to take all of this remote data that other people gathered, and it's all open source. You can pretty much Google whatever you want to find. And right. you can use it to do analysis on whatever you want. Uh, my project was analysis on groundwater in Vermont. Some students did um, places to put Tesla charging stations in New Jersey, you know, like where is there a lack for cool. major highways, you know, it, the, the possibilities are really endless and a traditional program, in my opinion, you don't get to see that kind of stuff. I look at those curriculums and, you know, subdivisions, you know, traditional surveying, things like that. This is really a completely new era kind of pushing away from all of that. Exactly. Well, and I guess what I like about the program itself 
um, be where you're at in New Jersey. I mean, you have a, you've got several large uh, urban uh, areas that that there are where there are significant employers that that are using the technology. That, uh, that there is this drive and this need for for exactly what you're. It's not theoretical. I mean, you're going to take what you're learning right here and now, and you're going to take it right into into your current job and future jobs. Just boom, here's the technology. Here's what we're using immediately. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as far as programs, there's some stuff we're interested in getting involved with um, that, that could do just that. So I, my idea for my senior project is, as you mentioned, everything is up and coming. We're under new construction, all of that. I want to find a way, as important as it is to embrace technology, protect the roots of where we came from. So a pervasive problem in the industry is that survey control is getting destroyed every right. day. Right. And these people don't even know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So I, my senior endeavor is going to try to find a way to protect the survey control and that's left and try to restore the, the control that's been destroyed. Um, so as much as you know, I am all about embracing that technology, I wanna make sure that we all remember where we came from. And there were surveyors 50 years ago setting those stone obelisks, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. No, exactly. I mean, that's what, obviously with, uh, with NGS and the evolving of, of the datums and things and everything is being gonna you know, really being dynamic there are those that want to just get rid of the passive marks and not worry. But, you know, bottom line is it's if something's physically there, it's, it's something to, to check into. It's something to, to observe and to, and to hold. So yeah, you're right. And I, so yay, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big <laughs> monument person. So I'm, I, I'm in your corner. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I guess, it's interesting, and I'm I'm glad we have we're having this conversation because you know I didn't pick up from our from our prior interactions your past history and the fact that you did work at a at a, at a title company and you have this background uh, with legal descriptions and things and so that's what's kind of evolved to get you fully into surveying. Um, so I guess uh, the reason I say that is you have a unique perspective on stuff you had already learned for a different job, but it's all relevant to now. Now you're coupling that with formal education. How, how would you, uh, I guess, how would you recommend to uh, future surveyors how to marry that, that, uh, that need for experience and knowledge with formal education? So I think it depends on where you're coming from and how your mind works. Uh, for me, the formal education really put a lot into perspective for me. It helped some things kind of connect or click that I, I had grasped, but I didn't fully comprehend. Right. Uh, other people grew up with surveying, their parents were surveyors, something like that. And it's just second nature to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it was yeah, drummed into me, but yes, but go ahead. <laughs> Um, and for anybody kind of coming from zero or somewhere in the middle, you know, I think the formal education is important. And I say this pretty much on repeat to my peers at school and even other professionals. School teaches you how to think and you have to understand how the technology you're using works. And you have to be prepared to, in the event that it doesn't work or something malfunctions, you need to not be, you know, left in a field with, with nothing nothing to help you out, right? You need to have right. to know how to figure it out and to do what those instruments do if you don't have them. 
because stuff, you know, something inevitably always happens. And that's something I enjoy about surveying is you got to make something out of nothing. You take a bunch of things that seem random, you turn it into something meaningful. And uh, exactly. No, that, that, that is, that's, that's a great viewpoint Um, because that, that was one thing that was, I feel like that you're bringing to this, you know, not just this conversation, but to the whole, the, the whole conversation uh, of surveying that because of your previous life, because of your, your experience leading up to that, you've already experienced, um, you know, several years of business and dealing with other people. And a lot of the experiences that, uh, you know, with, with, a, with basically the working life, bringing it back to an education opportunity obviously students coming in a lot, you know, you know, younger than you are, which I, I had no idea you had been in the industry that, that much before, but um, obviously you, you've got, got new students coming in. There's there that to me, that has to be an opportunity for you to mentor them on, Hey, th- this is really what happens in the real world when you're dealing with people. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I enjoy those opportunities. I'm sure some of the younger students, kind of roll their eyes at me. I have a lot of those moments, but even prepping to go to ServeCon, I, I we had a meeting and I said, you know, guys, look, this is a huge opportunity. Make sure you dress professional. Make sure you shake a lot of hands. If you have anybody you want to meet, make sure that you know what they look like and you have an elevator pitch prepared for them because this is your opportunity to meet them, you know? And like I said, I know I got the eye rolls. I said, you know, to the guys like shave your beards or groom your beards, whatever you got to do. But it's important because you don't think about that. And for, for me, I don't know if it's a generation thing, but I remember growing up with that. It was always important appearance mm-hmm. and you had to make that good first impression. So I try to use those opportunities to help kind of mentor the younger kids. And some of them already haven't. Some of them need a little push. But <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, and, and I guess that's that's an added benefit of having somebody like you in the curriculum, you know, in, in addition to your your teachers, professors that are that are trying to drone on about these things you're reinforcing that, which is, which is really, really good. Um, Because I'll be honest with you, that influence of, of whether it's teachers or even the older students, I noticed this the other night, I was in Pennsylvania for a, for a a meeting with, and it was actually a technical high school and the students, the high school students that are learning surveying and coming out. What impressed me about that, that program. And really to your point is that every one of those students stopped by, I mean, they weren't, they didn't have suits on, but they were dressed reasonably nice. Um, But every one of them stopped me, introduced themselves, shook my hand and said, thank you for coming here tonight. And I'm, you know, this is about 45 students. And I'm thinking who, whoever's got, got uh, an influence on them. That is that it's fantastic. So Yes, you you're going to get eye rolls at the younger generation, regardless. But uh, no, that's great that that uh, you you're in a position to be able to do that. Um, so let's talk about that influence of the the professors and the teachers a little bit, because um, you know even as a seasoned student, um, you you still are being able to gain from from their knowledge and uh, their experience on on a lot of things that are going on, even though you're learning stuff about the technology, they're still teaching you stuff about, hey, this is really the good applications of what's what you're doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, even just to give you an example, the student um, NJSPLS and ASCE are collaborating on a surveying competition next month. And our goal as the surveying students are trying to mentor the civil engineering students, really teach them what surveying is and some of the basics. 
even that from taking all that we've learned, we've already taken our route surveying classes, all of that, reaching out to our teachers and saying, Hey, how do we teach somebody who doesn't know what surveying is, how to do this? What are the important things they need to know? And by learning to teach, we also increase our own mastery of whatever skill it is. Exactly. No, that's, that's great. And that's, it's nice that you're already at this, at this stage of your career as a student, helping out, uh, helping out the, you know, those civil engineers, they need all the help they can get sometimes. (laughs) It's, always like picking on them just a little bit. That's all okay. oh, you, you have to, <laughs> you have to exactly. Uh, just like picking on little brother. So it's okay. Um, so you're looking ahead, you're looking to your, your graduation, any kind of short-term goals you have for your career, anything you want to, I mean, what you're doing versus what you're doing now. I mean, you want to continue with what you're doing and, and continue on. So professionally, I'm always looking up the ladder. Um, I'm always looking to grow and I know that there is so much to learn, you know, even based on what we've just talked about. Um, Surveying is quite a diverse profession and you could really do anything that you want with it. Um, I, I want more exposure to bigger projects. You know, I want more exposure to, I think bridges are really cool. Nobody talks about it, but they're super cool. Roads are cool. Um, You know, I, I do a lot of short-term work and there's some longer term work involved in there kind of sprinkled in, but I, I see, I have big ideas for myself and my goal is to just keep getting all of that experience until I either find my niche or until I get to a point where I say, okay, this is good. This is enough. Um, right. You know. <laughs> that's good. That is, that's good. Um, one thing I do have to ask you, whole point of having uh, women in surveying this, this really, this, this uh, specialized series this month, I, I'm glad you're now in the, in the industry at a time when we do have a lot more women. We do have a, a, we do have more minorities. We, we do have a lot more of equity and inclusion. Um, do you see enough being done and what, what more could, should we, could we be doing simply because the technology is such that literally anybody that has interest in what we're doing can do this stuff now versus 20, 30, 40 years ago when it was, when it was just a a really narrow, narrow profession to be considering. So um, I I agree with you that the technology is endless. I think the challenge now with the profession is it's not sexy, you know, it's not, (laughs) (laughs) it's true. It really is. So um, I think now what our what really the profession needs is a bunch of people with good outward facing personalities, people who can shake hands, who are good talkers, who you know can dress up all of those things we just talked about and really present a good face to the public to attract new talent, new students, and to also break down those barriers that are including minorities and women and all of the people who didn't feel included before, because it's really accessible to anybody who's interested at this point. Exactly. And in, in you're right that, um, you know, I guess the same thing could be said for bulldozer drivers or coders or other things that yes, but you're, but you're right. And, and uh, I, I chuckled earlier about, cause I am, I'm a second generation surveyor and uh you know, all of, a lot of my predecessors, it was just, they put the blinders on. I want to go do my work. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just, this is the reason I got into surveying is because I can go work out in the field and not, not be bothered by anybody. 
but you're right. It really, it's to that point where we do need to be a little more public facing, a little more polished, a little more uh, presentable. Cause I think that's, that's what's held us back from the public, even knowing what we do. So I think you're spot on with that. And that uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that from, from your perspective. Yeah. I mean, it, it's true, you know, and there, you know, it's, it's become so much more than it once was. You know, you hear a lot from the old timers who have their dual licenses and they were engineers and just got the surveying because they could. Um, it, our responsibility as surveyors is much more, you know, than and people say, oh, it's just a survey. I'm just a surveyor. I'm just doing a survey. No, it's important, you know, and I think I was just saying last night, actually, that surveyors are so vital to any project. And we're often the first ones that are overlooked and first ones taken for granted, you know, right. and a more public uh, presentation of our profession will correct that. And also it'll work do double duty will attract new talent, which, you know, our profession is screaming for, and will also educate the public on how important we really are and what we're doing. Uh, agreed. Agreed. And one thing you, you did touch on with, with, within your curriculum is really we're getting to a point where we're, we're coming, coming back to um, the, the merging with GIS and how important that data is, whether it's the remote, you know, it's the remote sensing with millions and billions of points, or if it's, if it's parcel management or what have you. Um, and I, I guess I, you know, I'm glad to hear that the, your curriculum's teaching it, but I, I got to believe that, uh, especially like, like I said, in the area you're in with all of the, the large urban areas around having that GIS component is uh, is really it's gonna it's gonna put you ahead of uh, a, a lot of a lot of other surveyors that don't that don't have that knowledge. Oh, 100%. And and I think anybody can learn it, but it makes it a little easier if you don't have to learn it on your own. You know. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Agreed. Um, okay, so I got we got a couple quick questions here. Wrap it. We'll keep you too long. Like I said, being cognizant of your time, because of the things that NJIT has been delving into within the program itself and really pressing the technologies. Um, do you see anything? Just even you know you know wild dream ideas of what the, where the technology is going to take us because. Yes, you're putting together autonomous vehicles and all these sensors and things. Um, any thoughts on where all of that can eventually go from your perspective? So I think the sky is really the limit. Um, I, I I'm spend time with a lot of visionaries and they have big ideas for all of this technology. And I really do appreciate it. I may not fully understand it, but I do appreciate it. That said, I think it's really important that this is applied in a, in a realistic way. You know, so don't get too big too fast and always stick close to those foundations. So, yes, the technology is important. Yes, the drones are cool. The robo dog at Servcon, that's all really (laughs) nasty stuff. Um, But I think it's important to remember what is the purpose of surveying? What are we doing? And as the technology evolves, keep that present in every idea and every advancement, because that's not going to change. Surveying stays the same whether the technology is there or not. Exactly. Um, no, I think you think you're spot on there. That that uh, there there is a um, because I, I think back to early in my career and the and the thought now you know thought then of something like GPS, thought of laser scanners, some of these things. Um, you know, they, they seem kind of they mean so futuristic. So uh, the Jetsons type type situation right. is like it's like 
holy cow. Um, so yeah, I, um, it, it is an exciting time to be in surveying. I, re- I really think it is. And um, I'm glad to hear your enthusiasm about it as well. Oh, All right. So the big wrap up question I usually try to hold people to is how does the future of surveying look to you? We've got a lot going on. You've got your you fully immersed in the, in the education and technology. What, what does the future look like to you? Um, that's a tough question. I kind of want to say like the Jetsons, uh, we're going to have robo dogs and drones flying and we're going to have cool, uh, scopes that go down manholes and take inverts for us. So we don't have to do it the old school way. You know, um, I see all of that happening and we survey better and more accurately with better precision. Um, and we do it and we enjoy it. I think that's the really important thing is survey, you know, being outside, it's not fun, but using cool drones, cool, you know, technology, that makes it more fun, you know, and you see it evolve. And then you can go back to the office and you look at your point cloud and you look at your data and you see it pictured right there at the point cloud. You know, this is what I did all day. That to me, that's what it should look like. And that's going to be the best part because that's the most rewarding. Yeah, I think I agree. And, you know, it's amazing, uh, you know, in, in seeing the, the younger generations now that grew up with the gaming, with the 3D, with all of these things, like it or not, you see things differently than I do. And not, you know, not having been in that that environment that, yeah, as you're collecting these point clouds and you're you're seeing things in in CAD, in BIM, in whatever that that uh, most of us cannot see. So um, I'm really looking forward to the future of where this is all going to go and like, like we said earlier, I think because of the technology, it, it's, it's not gender specific. It's not brawny specific. It's really going to be an opportunity for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, and you're exactly right. Some of those projects, I didn't get to touch on them. We are creating um, landscapes using, uh, you know, remote sensing for video games. We are doing GIS mapping and using that data to figure out health information in Newark, like we're doing historic mapping of Newark. Um, There's all of these really cool little niches. We're talking about doing a monumentation project on NJIT campus to, you know, either create monuments that were never there or restore monuments that were destroyed. There's all of these little things and all of those students involved, they're going to take those into their professional lives and, you know, pursue those niches, you know, so those things are just going to get bigger and, That's that, and, and you, I, you know what? I got to tell you that that kind of caps it very well. The future serving, you're doing all of these things that we didn't even really remotely think that we we would be having our our, our fingers and and hands in five ten years ago. That it's just so much more open now for for all of these opportunities. That and let's let's just face it. I mean, to me, it, they're cool opportunities that uh, really, to be, like I said, to be able to create these. You know, the digital twins, the 3D worlds, all these things. Uh, it's really fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Well, Megan, I got to tell you, um, I'm glad we were able to, to connect uh, from, from the uh, New Jersey conference because, uh, like I said, I was just so impressed with uh, all of the students uh, and the whole program with NJIT. Um, talking to you there for, for a while was, was, was uh, you know, like I said, it was really engaging, a lot of fun. And I, I'm glad we had this opportunity to, to learn more about Megan and really hear what the, what the future uh, looks like from your perspective. 
Well, thank you very much for the opportunity. I've really enjoyed getting to know you and I've really enjoyed our chat today. <laughs> Well, it, it, I think it's going to lead to some bigger conversations because I do have an upcoming uh, podcast with with Michael and the and the and uh, the and the, the remote car. Um, but I think also, you know, you really are are, are driving me to think about uh, further conversations. Hopefully, with with Dr. Potts and uh, and the students there. That you know, really, where's the technology going? That uh, I'm I'm kind of smelling a, a a round table or a panel discussion with some of this stuff with. Uh, with uh, the, the students in, in, in your classes. I think this sounds like uh, something we could put together. We definitely have a lot of energy at school right now. So I think that's, you're on, you're on the right track there for sure. <laughs> well, very good. Well, Megan, thank you very much. Um, that'll wrap us up for this week of Surveyor Says. Uh, if, you, if you like what you hear, we're trying to, trying to bring, uh, bring some good people to, to have these conversations with. And Megan, you were a great one today. Thank you, appreciate it. Thank um, you very much. Uh, hit that like button and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says podcast brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com to learn more about our association the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor. Surveyor.